0: Welcome to rainy day rabbit holes a uniquely
1: pacific northwest podcast i'm shay and i'm jody let's fall down the rabbit hole <laughs> uh, all right welcome back to rainy day rabbit holes after our our holiday season hope everybody had a great one yeah how was yours it was great uh great time with family and of course you know The grandkids are the perfect age for enjoying Christmas. So they just loved everything. We're very excited about everything. And
0: What was the highlight of the presents?
1: Well, for me, the highlight of the presents was, funny you should ask, I didn't even mention this to you, but I want to talk about it nonstop. Anyway, (laughs) uh, my oldest grandson is uh, somewhat of a scientist. He is only seven, but just loves science, always has an anatomy and physiology. He he carries around a suitcase with things in it to include like a model heart that you can take apart and talk about. Oh, that is so cute. And I picked him up from school one day and he was wearing this white dress up shirt over his uh, unbuttoned over his regular clothes. And I, whatever, you know, all seven year olds are weird. (laughs) So whatever. <laughs> and then discovered later that was his lab coat. He was wearing oh. a lab jacket, science lab jacket. So, of course, I went to work <laughs> on a Christmas present for him. But I got this uh, when it came in. It came with a name badge holder. So I took a picture of him and I used AI and I made him a doctor on oh, the picture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the you badge,
0: have to show this to me. I will. <laughs> And uh, so,
1: so yes, I have a picture of him. He's got his little medical gloves on. He's got a bow tie, these fake glasses, a lab oh coat. Gosh. Oh, and I got him a little briefcase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's ready to start a medical office is what yes, you're saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he just needs... He just needs a front desk assistant. Yeah.
1: And then other people were like, show, show me your costume. I'm like, that is not a costume. That is a uniform. Exactly. They are different. <laughs> I oh, don't recall taking it.
0: <laughs> that is so amazing. I love it. I have to see it. You're yes. going to show me after this. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It's my favorite. And then, of course, all the kids got things that they loved. But that one for me was the best. That is so fun. It's just too unique.
0: Yeah. That is so cute. I love that.
1: Yeah. I didn't even wait for everybody to get here. I'm like, okay, guys, you can open one present from grandma here. I'm going to open this.
0: That is so cute. I love it. Well, here we are. It is after Christmas. Thank you guys so much for being patient while we took a little break for a Christmas week so we could enjoy our families and not think about uh, the podcast, which does end up being work sometimes, as much yeah. as we enjoy it. It's fun work, though. It is. There's still just a lot of production that goes into it with editing. and Right. For me, it's fun work. <laughs> I, know, I yeah. show
1: up and record. <laughs>
0: I know. And then I get
1: to listen to it in the end, and it's just And you're great. like, wow, we sound
0: amazing. <laughs> we never make mistakes. <laughs> It's like it's like we're perfect
1: podcasters. Yes. It's it is work for you, Shay. That is for sure. It for is. me, it is just pure fun.
0: But the thing is, is as I've been learning how to edit audio, I have been enjoying it so much to the point where I'm actually now looking at getting more training in it to maybe once I get good offer services as a podcast editor and maybe see if that could be a side hustle for me and maybe be a different career down the down the line. Who knows where it'll take me?
1: Well, for any friends and family listening, because so many people have said, oh, how how did you even know how to do this or how do you even get started or what? kind of equipment, you know, because I've always wanted to do that. A lot of people have ideas for podcasts, just don't even know how to get started. So if you're out there listening, uh, give Shay a couple months here and then bring her your ideas. Maybe she can help kick you off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know I do have a friend who is starting a podcast with some buddies. You know who you are out there. And uh, I've told you, you can reach out to me. For some assistance now I know our last 12 episodes or 13 episodes haven't been the best sound quality because I am still learning what we're supposed to do
1: oh but they're better and better every time yeah
0: but I spent a good amount of time last week learning I'm getting a new podcast editing software and taking a tutorial on that and I'm like oh my god if only I had started there instead of spending the time I've spent on audacity which is the free one if I had Just been like, okay, fine. I'll spend the 60 bucks on this podcast editing software. This tutorial is so great. It makes things so much easier. So I feel like I've wasted hours of my life to get to this point, but it's all stuff I've learned. So there's no wasting stuff that you've learned, right? That's part of the process. Exactly. So part of the process. Hopefully that means going forward, the sound quality of our episodes should get even better because now I'm starting to actually know what I'm doing a little bit more and that'll just improve. And it helps
1: that we are learning better recording techniques yes exactly ease up on the on the workload
0: yes in fact (laughs) right now we are test driving our brand new fancy microphone stands yes they are floor stands with a boom arm so that way we can sit back and relax and there's going to be a lot less uh, noise from us hitting yeah (laughs) the boom arms that were attached to our card table that we were using (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) record on. <laughs> and the
1: bonus is Shay's like lounged back in a, in a lounge chair in a, um, Shay's lounge and oh wait, a
0: Shay's, Shay's lounge. lounge. <laughs> oh my God. We're so stupid. I love it's it. It's a me lounge. It's a me lounge. It's a her lounge.
1: <laughs> yeah. All cozy up in the pillows and lean back. Yeah. I, I like this already better
0: drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking? So today we are drinking some festive beers. Uh, I went a little bit crazy at Total Wine. So we are drinking Wreck the Halls from Full Sail Brewing. It's delicious. What and kind of beer is this? It is a double IPA. Oh. Gosh, but it, it is a winter. So I think there's a little bit of some winter spices. Right. But it's-
1: and it has, um, it's got a lot more, I don't know, amber to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nice dark amber color. It's really beautiful, and it's it's going down quite nice. So yes, it's going down quick <laughs> in the bucket here. In our bucket of ice, we have a couple more beers that will break open over the course of our recording over the next couple hours. So I've got, of course, a pumpkin IPA, which you know I love my me some pumpkin spice you basic bitch. I know I'm such a basic <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I've not had one
1: pumpkin spice latte this year.
0: I don't like pumpkin spice lattes; they're too no, sweet. I don't know.
1: I'm, uh, I love their gingerbread, which Starbucks gingerbread, which they didn't have for a few years and they had it out this year. I texted Tia a picture. I'm like, did you know? (laughs) We both were boycotting.
0: Boycotting Starbucks?
1: Yeah. Over their lack of they just stopped doing the gingerbread for oh, a long time. Oh, that's why you were boycotting? Mm-hmm. Not for
0: like any political reasons? Just no. <laughs> saying you weren't doing the gingerbread? <laughs>
1: yeah, screw them. You make me like it you and then you just take write it away. them a
0: stern letter.
1: She may have. Might be why it's back. She's kind of...
0: Tia probably knows people who work there, right? Or, or she might.
1: <laughs> like she might executives? actually know like executives. <laughs> yeah. And she might be able to persuade them. It's part of her job. <laughs>
0: Hello, my name is Karen Shaw. (laughs) So anyways, we are here today to talk a little about a little bit of history about one of Seattle's biggest companies. Most
1: iconic companies, the Northwest.
0: Give us the rundown, One of
1: my favorite companies I am a member of, it is REI. So REI, Recreational Equipment, incorporated was a company born out of a need a couple mountaineer enthusiasts lloyd and mary anderson in 1938 were looking for better mountaineering equipment yeah a married couple just that was their hobby their passion
0: in 1938 yep crazy right
1: back when it wasn't there were not weekend warriors doing this stuff. You know, you were dedicated to it. It was a a lot more than just going to get a little bit of stuff at REI and head on out for the weekend. You really were passionate about it. And they were finding that they had more needs, better equipment, some changes to the equipment, higher quality equipment to get them going. Plus, you know, affordable. Um, They weren't going out with expedition companies. They're going out on their own. Okay. So in 1938, they started was actually a co-op. So with other mountaineer enthusiasts getting together and talking about, you know, what would make good mountaineering equipment, well, what they needed, who to, to source, all of those items, all of those things. And so it really started out as a co-op. It is now a worldwide known company and it's owned by its members. It's not um, traded on the Fortune 500. Um, oh, it's not? Nope. We are There is
0: still a co-op. I mean, a, I know you pay a membership, pay a membership fee, fee, but I didn't know the so it's not traded it. publicly. Wow. Okay. Member-owned. So, but what I
1: f- found interesting and always do, you and I, the the key player in this creation of REI was really Mary. She was oh, the one great. that was super passionate about it and really drove the business. And thinking back to 1938, Um, Not only was she an entrepreneur, which is unheard of or unusual for women, but she was an outdoor enthusiast. She was an adventurer, also something that society felt was more of a man's game than a a female game. So she really had to fight through all of that adversity, both in the business and in the topic, the hobby, and push through. She was at one point the head seamstress sewing things. Um, She went on to be the head of distribution she and her daughters, two daughters, uh, put together the first catalog using their own artwork for the REI catalog. Oh, that's
0: incredible. Yeah. So they were artists as well.
1: Yep. Yep. I know. You and find I mean, these people that just are creative and many. And it seems like they have many talents.
0: I mean, I think back 1938, even wearing pants was probably yeah. frowned upon, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> much less putting on a pair of pants and boots and climbing a mountain.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. And then starting a And business. then having two daughters that I'm sure, um, I didn't read a lot on the daughters, but Obviously, they're raised by adventurers and they were yeah. active in the yeah. business, so they likely followed in those footsteps being females too.
0: Yeah, I, I could imagine she probably and her daughters faced some societal pressure yeah. and judgment because it was challenging the ideals of femininity.
1: Yeah, that was part of one of the reasons REI was expected to fail. It wasn't expected to be a successful company. A, outdoor activities weren't much of a hobby back then, right? It was more about survival and your money and your time went towards those things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, only special elite people were able to afford these types of activities on the side. And so that wasn't somewhere a lot of people would spend their money. So again, that business model, how do we make it work? Um, And then having Mary be the real lead in it. Um, There wasn't a lot of respect from other outdoor enthusiasts having a woman guiding this mission and having the knowledge and to go mountaineering, we need lighter weight equipment and it needs to be durable anyway. And what does she know?
0: Right, right.
1: So um, she did wasn't getting a lot of respect from people who would buy the items nor the people who would create the items for her, um, but she did it. And Mary actually lived to be 107 years old. She died in uh, 2017, so she was born in 1910. Oh my goodness. And on her 100th birthday, uh, REI celebrated her by creating a foundation, a grant, and her. Um, she's very well remembered by employees at REI to this day. She would, um, up until her death, go in and and visit with people. And she was still involved all the way up to 107 years old or or close. And so REI in 2010, on her 100th birthday, started the Mary Anderson Anderson Legacy Grant. And this money goes towards outdoor educational programs each year to keep that dream of hers alive, educating people on the outdoors, where to go, how to use, how to preserve and how to enjoy. And so to this day, her legacy continues with REI.
0: I would imagine then she was pretty instrumental in introducing outdoor sports to, well, I mean, maybe a larger population, but also women in particular, because I'm sure at that time women weren't really encouraged to participate in outdoor sports like men were. Was she instrumental in helping open up that world
1: to women? Like you mentioned, pants, all of that equipment is geared and constructed towards men. So sure. right away she had to to go to work on outfitting women um, more appropriately to this day. And we'll get into excursions a little bit later and education. Um, and there are programs specifically targeted towards women. So um, oh, that's great. Yep. To this day that that work continues.
0: Awesome. So REI was founded in Seattle, correct? Mm-hmm. Seattle,
1: Washington. Did I miss that very important part you of the beginning? might have said it and I just forgot. <laughs> no, I think I skipped that part.
0: <laughs> so I yes, know the Seattle, Seattle flagship store mm-hmm. is in kind of East Lake area. Was that where the original store was in the early in nineteen? It was it
1: started basically out of a garage okay. and then to warehouses and then eventually to that flagship store and then spread from there. Yeah. But again, it was a co-op. So it was just everybody kind of bringing the gear they had. What do you need? Where can we get more of this? Or how do we improve on that? Okay. And
0: Interesting. Kind of work. Mm-hmm. Did they live in Seattle then? Yep.
1: Down, do you in, know where? I don't know where.
0: And I'd love to see it, their Interestingly house.
1: enough, there's not a lot on them. They were very private people. So what you what I've learned about them is pretty much Mary and her, her love for REI and the, the work that she did with REI. Okay. But that's pretty pretty much it there's not a lot of personal stuff about it okay
0: them. interesting interesting
1: i know i was i was interested in that too like how'd you get away with that
0: <laughs> i know well and i always want to see where people live too
1: right right give me the
0: address i want right. to see what's there now yeah, you're <laughs> the
1: uh, you're the appraiser i know i want
0: to <laughs> see that house
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah so
1: rei is now a worldwide known company i've been a member since 2010 when we started getting really into cycling and Training for the STP uh, Seattle to Portland, okay. um, and I've done that once. Keith done it once. Uh, my dad and my brother in law done it twice. Um, How
0: long is the STP? Two
1: days. You can do it in one. Okay, if you're uh, really good. I think. Gosh, I mileage? can't. Uh, it's uh, like it's over two hundred miles. It's okay. like two hundred thirty-eight or something. Wow. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you start if you want to go on a one day. I think you start at like five a.m. at the UW in Seattle and get down to Lloyd Wright Park in Portland later that evening. Wow. Uh, most people do a two day though, okay. uh, and there's various ways you can do that. Um, and this is an REI sponsored event. So, has it
0: always been? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is
1: fantastic. They do a fantastic job sponsoring this. So, A, They'll get you hooked up on your on your cycle. So uh, they get you fitted. What do you need? What's the best one? They help you with training. They do rides on the weekends to help get you trained for what you're going to experience on the STP Seattle Portland. Um, and then on the day of, this is uh, all coordinated by them. You the main way to do a two day is you show up with your tent and your camping gear and you load it into a truck and they have that for you in Centralia. So when you arrive in Centralia that afternoon after cycling all day, you set up your camp. Gosh, is it a park or it's a college campus i think it might be a okay. little college campus I, I we didn't do it that way but um so, and it's just a fun time there too there's music and vendors and all these things that you can go shopping for and of course then you're also with a whole bunch of people hundreds of people do sure. this, that are, are are cycling down there do they
0: have do you know do they provide food do yep. they have okay uh,
1: so not your your full meals so there's all the way from seattle to portland there are stops That are sponsored by REI, full of water, energy drinks, uh, snacks, any bananas to power bars, all of that stuff. There's medical attention. So like if you have, you know, blisters or other things that you need managed, maybe you've fallen and gotten scraped. Uh, So minor first aid. Okay, They have (laughs) bathroom services, which is like the world's longest line of porta potties. I've never wanted to be a boy so bad in my life. Um
0: You're like, should I just pee my pants and yeah. be fine? I know marathon runners right? will just be their pants. No, so these are padded shorts.
1: You don't want to do that. It'll just stay in there. Squish, squish.
0: You'd have to wear your like uh, your thinks underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now maybe that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I have to think about that next. Not, but um and then there's always like some sort of party happening there too. They've got bands, they've got vendors at all those little stops as well. It's it's really just or la, or music, radio stations, but oh, there's fun. always it's always a party at all these stops.
0: So Centralia. Mm. I'm so I'm wondering how many people do that and then go stay at the McMinnins there. Instead of camping, I oh, bet that's can. a big you time. You need for them. to book it
1: up like a year in advance. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, all, everything around that area for hotels is booked. That's what we did was get a hotel, uh, but we actually did that in Longview, so we went a bit longer that day. Okay, and then went to Longview and started from there the next day. So you well, can you can set that up any way you want. Oh, and they have road crews for safety. I mean, REI does a really nice job setting this up. Nice,
0: nice. So does it travel down the I5 corridor? No, okay. No,
1: no, no. There are side roads all the way down that we take. Okay. I,
0: is it uh isn't there a path that kind of runs along the river too that kind of goes
1: Yeah. So a lot of it is the inner urban trail, so okay. you're on that a lot. lot. So there's yep, you're in it's it's a fun fun event in the sense that well first of all the just the camaraderie and the party that RAI puts on, but also you see a lot. I mean, you start in downtown Seattle. You're in farmland, you're in the forest, you're all the way back down to downtown Portland. So you get to see a lot of different things in, in the Northwest and our different geography. That's so really awesome. fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome.
1: It is fun. And you see so many different kinds of people on the STP you have. We saw, oh, oh, I went with my dad, which sidebar, we trained by going every weekend <laughs> on our bikes from brewery to brewery, and then we'd stop and at least have one beer, and then we'd get to another brewery. So I'm just going to be full disclosure here: we skipped a small section of the STP because you know we kept stopping. <laughs> it's not a good way to train. You gotta no. get you gotta get more miles in between your stops, and your stops have to be shorter if you're going to do this. Oh, we were dragging it on, but anyway, it was a fun training process.
0: I wonder if there's, I mean, there's got to be training groups for different levels of riders, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I wonder if there's like a over 60 for people that aren't going to be going super fast. Probably. Take their time. Because I wonder if my mom would ever be interested in that. Because oh, She'll gosh, go she ride the foothills, would. the Orting foothills trail. She'll ride 24 miles a day. Yeah. Oh, that's so, easy training.
1: She's halfway. She could probably do the STP. I'll bet you.
0: Yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, she would want to go. With minimal
1: training because she's already there.
0: All right. This is putting me, I'm going to find a group that is People that are over 60 that do a little not going for some sort of time. They just want to finish. Now, I swore I, I can... would
1: never do this again because of the training component. Because I like to do everything, right? I don't want to just ride my bike for six months on end. Right. I want to paddleboard, kayak, hike. So I swore I would never do it again because of the time dedicated to it. But let me know if you can't find something for her. I'll train with her. Okay. I've done it. Often. I
0: should start. I did not ride my bike once last year. She even bought me a new Bicycle seat for my birthday. I haven't even put it on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's so maybe we should go together. Yeah, I my problem was that. my
0: bicycle seat was so bad that my ass hurt so how, bad.
1: How many hours do you have on it though? Because all of them hurt until you have enough. Well, hours no, this
0: is my old, the original seat.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and
0: I don't know. The problem with me is the leaning over and yes. then lifting my head hurt my neck and back so yep. bad. So that's why you got to go to REI and get fitted. Yes, which my mom did that is where my mom got her bike it's a what is it? a city bike mm-hmm. the REI has partners with some brand that they then they sell there and she absolutely loves it. Their service was so good. Absolutely. You know, they assemble the bike. They have you come in. They fit you. They have you right around their parking lot. And then you can bring it back within a certain amount of time. And they'll adjust everything. They'll make sure that all the cables are tightened. My brother got her some different grips and pedals. And she took it in. And they installed those yep. for her for no charge. Yep. So... Yeah, it's absolutely their service is great, one hundred percent. So, and I'm sure uh, you're probably going to talk about their yep. customer service yes. and their return policy, the return policy. <laughs> yes, yep. okay. And bike trade and, Oh yes, okay. So yes. STP that uh, yes. sounds like fun. Let's get my mom hooked up.
1: Yep. Yeah, I recommend it for anyone. And uh, again, so many different people. I saw somebody towing a child the whole way with one of those little, the little little cars that yeah. they put on the back. That they <gasps> I
0: could do that with my, my dog. You could take your I'm dog. Going to I definitely get. saw that
1: happen to dogs. Um, I saw like very, very large people do this. And I was so impressed because there are some hills. A lot of the STP is, it's not very hilly. Like we're not going up any mountain ranges, but there are certain areas where you you hit some really solid hills. Where
0: you got to stand up to pedal. You're standing
1: up and pedaling. And I was highly impressed with these larger people that just went for it. And they did it. They succeeded. I bet they did better than us because we, again, we cheated a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Keith and Ro- <laughs> Keith and my brother in law did not. They they made the the trip the full way.
0: So are most people on? I'm assuming road bikes, right? Were there yeah. some? I'm sure there were some hybrid and mountain bikes, right? Yep,
1: there was all kinds. Um, you're better off with the thinner tires for this because sure. it's mostly paved the whole way. Okay. But definitely any bike. People did it. Heavy bikes. I have the carbon fiber bike. You know, I lift it with two fingers. Other people had those. You know, just a Schwinn. You know what I mean? Right. Heavy solid bike but people did it cool yep I definitely it. want to get signed up early get training i really think your mom probably has enough training
0: yeah i mean she rides that trail when the weather permits five days a week yep so she's riding some
1: good hills every once in a while and she's yes. got the saddle time down that's the piece yeah your butt on that seat
0: yep so she's yeah i mean in the summertime she's riding 100 to 150 miles a week yeah she's more than ready so yeah so she could do it. I think that would be a fun goal for her mm-hmm. before she's 80. You know, she's 76. It's uh,
1: in July. So probably want to check on it soon to see if you can get yeah. registered. Because it does idea. fill up. There's only so many spots because of the the stops that they they prepare for, all the services that are offered. Yeah. It does fill yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. So anyway, that's the okay. STP version. Yes. And so, um, and there are women's writing groups for that and go as teams as well. So if you You could put together a women's team if she wanted, for sure. But back to the beauty of REI as members. The uh, members get some unique benefits from being part of REI. Number one is the return policy. Um, The return policy is up to a – it's for the first year – And you don't need a receipt as long as you buy as a member because it's in your membership Mm -hmm. account so they they can see it there. Um, What I will say about that one year is I was able to return something two years later without any questions asked. Uh, One of my hiking packs, $350 pack, Uh, one of the straps came off and I couldn't get it back on. And it's kind of a known problem. They're like, just get a new pack here. We'll just trade it in. So that easy. Yes. Good customer service. And you can get things repaired there if... They could repair that for me, but it's a known problem that's just going to keep happening. So they advised just to to trade it in. Um, So lots of assistance on your product there, either they want satisfaction, 100% guaranteed. So if you don't like it, bring it back. If it needs fixed, let's fix it. And then even one thing they have is equipment trade-ins, which I think is fantastic for a couple of reasons. A, this works with kids. So like my grandkids uh, have bikes from REI that as they grow, they can go trade those in to get bigger bikes. And then for those that want to spend a little less money, because this is one of the the, the negatives about REI is they tend to be kind of expensive. Yeah, they are expensive. To save a little money, you can go to the used gear shop. So there's m- multiple things in there from boots to bikes that you could purchase used um, in good condition. And it's good quality. That's one of the reasons why it's expensive. But, yeah,
0: they 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 seem to only carry really good quality things. High standards. And they do a garage sale a couple times yes. a year, too, where you can go in and get the used stuff on discount
1: And that's a members only thing. So you get
0: invited to these
1: events as a member uh, that others aren't able to come to. Yeah. uh, They're invited to.
0: I didn't learn about REI until I met my husband in 2005 and we were going to go hiking together and I had, I was hiking in tennis shoes. And so he was like, well, let's go into REI and get you fitted for some good hiking boots. And I was like, where? (laughs) <laughs> oh really? Wow yeah. so we went in and we you got sign under boats, a rock I guess I don't know I wasn't very out. I mean I was outdoorsy in I rode quads. Oh. So oh. I had a couple of quads. I at the time had a, well, not at the time I met my husband, but before my husband, I had a uh, boyfriend who <laughs> fancied himself a motocross rider, except for this boyfriend was six foot four and 250 pounds, which you will notice there are no my, no motocross riders that are taller right. than six foot.
1: Have you ever played a Mario Kart?
0: I love Mario Kart.
1: Yes. Does he look like Bowser?
0: No. <laughs> okay. Hey. He was a big. He was he was a personal trainer. So when I met him, he was very like muscly and like yeah. broad shoulders and big arms and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he would get on that his motorcycle and like we would go to the track together where all the motocross people were practicing. And just he would throw himself around the track. And he crashed <laughs> twice while we were together. And the first time he broke his hip in multiple places and his femur. And then once he healed, he got right back on the bike. And then crashed again and broke his leg again. I was just like, you're stupid.
1: And you're going to be a caretaker. So,
0: yeah, I Get had out to, there. I had to be his caretaker for a while. Uh but I would take my quads to the track. I had two quads. And I would throw myself around the track on my quad as well. So, that was my outdoorsy thing that I would do is also we t- go out to the desert and ride right around in the desert on the quad. So, that was the extent of my outdoorsiness mm-hmm. when I was in my 20s is that. So, Yeah. I didn't really do any hiking at all until I met Rich. And so we went and got those hiking boots. And then a couple of years later when we had moved to Washington, the soles were coming away from the, and they only had, I didn't hike much. So they had like 20 miles on them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was was not very much. And yeah, we just took them back to REI and they're like, "Oh, I'll give you a new pair of boots. No problem. It's fine. It was like two or three years later. Right. It's right. like, look, dude, I barely ever hike and these are coming apart. We well, were very one impressed. year, but
1: they're very lenient with that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think they've tightened up on it over the last 10 mm-hmm. years for sure.
1: Yeah. Like most cuz it gets abused when you yeah. find out that you have a a good return policy right. like Costco.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, which is another Northwest company that we will be doing here not too long from now. Yeah.
1: Okay, so REI in their quest for more efficient, effective Durable brands. They have their own brands. So REI has clothing and equipment, shoes, but they also carry other high-end equipment. Patagonia, the North Face, of course, cool, Danner, Brooks. Brooks is another um, Northwest company. Well, for
0: anybody that doesn't live in the Pacific Northwest, your required uniform when you move here <laughs> is you must have either a North Face or a Patagonia jacket. Yes. Also, you probably are going to have to buy yourself a Subaru. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, I haven't done that yet, but I am in search of a car. So they've popped up a few times. At,
0: they used to be great. They're not anymore. No. No. My Forester needed to have a new axle after 60,000 miles. Oh, dang. I was like, screw this. I'm getting a Toyota again.
1: So that's that's what I'm looking at is I want low repair costs and needs. Yeah. Toyota. All wheel drive. The Toyota, Honda, my, they're tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Japanese. They're essentially the same thing. Yeah, uh, looking Two at the cars.
0: Japanese, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, anyways. Oh, yeah. This oh, is not so, a this is not a Japanese car podcast. <laughs> yes. So they carry all those
1: those Ativa outdoor research Osprey, so they carry all the higher brands at which, you know, I have to believe that REI being created in 1938 for the purpose of quality and um, needs met inspired a lot of these companies that came later than oh, 1938 sure. oh so. and
0: speaking of brands they carry for cyclists they carry pearl Izumi.
1: oh yes which mm-hmm. that's
0: what my shoe my indoor cycling shoes are yes. Pearl yes and they're great i've had them for 15 years yeah, i
1: have mine too yeah so do you have uh i have the kind that are like inside. I can't remember for the mountain biking or something. I have on my road bike, I have the clip so that when you walk around your oh, front. Yeah.
0: These are kind of hybrid. So they're more like road biking shoes, but they have a, a little bit of some things on them. So they are not just clicking on the, yes. on the clip because my old ones was just the clip. So I only wear them on my indoor bike. But still, if I have oh. to like get off to go to the bathroom, then you're like yeah, click 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 click, click. Yeah. click
1: or the cleats with the front toes up high and your heels are down.
0: Yeah. Which uh, is efficient writing, but walking yeah. in that's no. weird.
1: <laughs> Very hard. So I didn't do those because we get off and have to go in the brewery. <laughs>
0: Well, and I'm afraid of. I don't know if I would be comfortable clipping into a bike outside because I feel like there's always that thing where you have to quickly put your foot down. Yes, you get. it. So really I would just fall over a
1: lot. You get really good at it. My first, <laughs> my first ride out. Uh, I'm. Sure, I wish I, there was CCTV at the time. I'm sure there was. It wasn't, but uh, yeah, I made it to a stop sign. I was looking at traffic and toppled over sideways. I forgot to take my feet out. <laughs> but you get really good at twisting out of them quickly yeah. and then you don't have that problem but it does it's it's nerve-wracking at first you've it feels unsafe but you you get good at that yeah, practice
0: I'm, I'm already not
1: it's I'm, actually safer because your your feet don't slip off pedals sure. and all that good stuff you're not
0: going to get the pedal coming back around and taking out yep. in the front of your shin yeah which
1: that's ugh, the old days. Yes. yeah it does take work practice okay. but it is safer okay so back to rei yes they've um Help develop and improve more effective, durable, and lightweight equipment, such as uh, from anywhere – from backpacks, anywhere from the flash pack, the ruck pack, and large hiking packs – uh, they revolutionize those. They fit better. They You carry the weight. It's distributed appropriately so that you are doing less work while you're hiking. Camping chairs, they've invented the lightweight foldable versions that now you can take with you while you're hiking on those long hikes where maybe you wouldn't have wanted to take a chair. Um, the tents, they've really revolutionized those too, being weatherproof, uh, light. I have a three-pound tent for Keith and I when we go wow. out. Yeah. Wow. Really great, easy setup as well. Um, sleeping bag, same thing, down to uh, sub-zero weather. Um, very comfortable. They fold down or um, roll up to almost nothing, but yet keep you warm at night. I used my winter one in the summer. So that wasn't good. Um, I had to just keep it un- unzipped, but I was fine. But yeah, they are very warm. And then clothing as well. Uh, one thing I will say as we have we initially geared up for hiking and Cycling through REI. And as time's gone on, I've found I can get some of the same brands online cheaper. Yeah. But not with the return policy. Sure. Um, and some actual different brands that I've actually liked better that you don't find at REI. Yeah. As you get more experience, though, um, REI is exactly where you need to be when you start out.
0: Well, yeah, because the people there seem very knowledgeable. So very. you go in and you're like, I don't know what it is that I need here. And they will absolutely take care of you. So if absolutely. you're starting out in an outdoor sport or cycling or hiking or whatever, they will definitely outfit yeah. you.
1: They ask lots of questions. They uh, know your level of experience and needs and they do get you set up very well. And then after that is when I'd start looking around at other options yeah. when you're piecing things together or find additional needs or whatnot. I still start at REI, but sometimes yeah. I look somewhere else.
0: Yeah. I like to start at REI, try stuff on. I like how in their shoe department in the bigger ones, they have like a little, a tiny little hill for you to yes. climb. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the the flagship store has a climbing yes, wall, yes. so you can try out your climbing equipment, because yep. that's pretty important. Very important. When you're on the side of a to be, mountain. Make sure it's fitted right, it's
1: comfortable, you're not yeah. going to have skin breakdown or, or rubbing somewhere, or it's not going to fit appropriately and you'll fall out of it. Yes, definitely. They don't
0: give you a psychiatric evaluation, though which I think climbers need.
1: Well, otherwise nobody would be getting out of there and going on their adventures. We'd all fail. Are you sure you want to do this? Yes. And so for safety, they- Also, can we offer you some deodorant? No, no, that's not necessary.
0: Climbers, do not wear deodorant. Every climber I have known, I'm sorry, if you're a climber out there, I do not mean to offend you, but put on some deodorant, please. 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 Do not try to give me a hug. Put your arm around my shoulders. Anything. to yourself. Near me. Put on some deodorant. It's fine. It's not actually going to hurt you. They, you know, they don't talk a lot about a deodorant in any of the
1: courses I've taken or the excursions.
0: <laughs> really Like, they don't care. <laughs> Rich is uh, old best friend. Loved him to death, but he was a climber, and he stunk so bad of BO. And also, he was a smoker. He was the most, oh no. like, fit a climbing person smoker? you would ever see. And he's a climber. But, yeah, he would smoke while climbing. What Sometimes. I'm trying to figure this out. I don't like, know. He would just had like the cigarette. The elevation his mouth and never wore deodorant, so he would go to give me a hug, and I would want to gag because you know, man's taller than me typically. So when they <laughs> right hug the you, their pits go right on your shoulders. So then when they pull away, now I smell like bo mm. and cigarette smoke, and so it was just yeah. I don't think I don't think he's ever going to listen to this podcast. But if you do, I'm sorry. You smelled bad, but also I love you. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> Call Rich. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so REI, like like I mentioned earlier about Mary Anderson's, the program that they put together with a grant. So for education, um, they're very big on education, not just the how to, the where to, but also preserving our uh, nature and leave no trace type hiking. So how do you enjoy the outdoors without ruining the outdoors? Especially as we uh, this passion grows in numbers, right? It's becoming bigger and bigger each year, the people that are out exploring outdoors. How do we make sure we don't damage that and we can keep enjoying it for years to come. So uh, they're big on that education, uh, and they do offer courses that you can sign up for any level to beginner to advanced, Um, hiking, camping, back, Rock climbing and kayaking are classes that they offer. I have signed up for kayaking and then canceled, and I'm gonna do it. I swear I'm gonna do it, but I love, love, love kayaking. Absolutely love it. And so I want to get better at, you know, navigating and just knowing what I'm doing besides just enjoying the scenery and the ex- exercise. So I signed up for that last summer, and right before it, I canceled and got my money back. I'm just part of the process and learning kayaking is. Getting dumped uh-huh. and then getting back up and yes, getting and in I your butt you. yourself.
0: You don't want to be in the water. No,
1: I love the all water. On the water, great. On it, look at it, stare at it, smell it, hear it, all of it. Don't want to be in it. And just the thought of being dumped into the Puget Sound and then having to get out of that water back into the kayak is terrifying. And then I tell myself, Well, then you shouldn't be kayaking at all. Right. If you're not (laughs) gonna do this piece, you need to stay out of it. But you're Um, also like,
0: okay, look, there's jellyfish and barracuda and sharks in Puget Sound. Lots of sharks. We did learn about lots of sharks. There's actually lots of sharks in the Puget Sound.
1: I just I could die.
0: And I'm more like, there's jellyfish in there. And uh, sometimes when I'm paddleboarding and there'll be a jellyfish swarm and they're the ones that have like a fried egg is in Mm -hmm. the middle. And I think about this one Stephen King short story where these kids... These kids go to swim out to this swimming platform in Maine and this lake. And it was like at the end of the season. So there was nobody at the park anymore, like no lifeguards, nothing like that. So they all take off their clothes and they swim out to this platform in the middle of the lake and they jump up on the platform and they're just kind of setting themselves. It's like early fall in Maine. So like this, the sun is nice, but it's going to get Really cold at night. And then there's this oil slick on the lake that they're like, What is that? And it keeps moving closer to the swim platform. And one of the kids reaches out to touch it, and it swarms up her arm and starts eating her and pulls her into the water. So then the rest of the kids are sitting on this platform terrified because there's this weird sentient oil slick that's gonna eat them. So I think about that with one of the things one of the people got sucked in because these like it was like a boy and a girl left on there and they were terrified and they're, you know, like late teens and they're hormonal and they were cold. So they were cuddling and cuddling led to spooning led to forking. Putting lead to forking while something was threatening <laughs> well, their lives, her hair brushed the water, oh no, and that thing swarmed up her hair and pulled her down. So I think about that with jellyfish. the jellyfish i'm my is my hair is going to get in the water, and the jellyfish is going to get tangled in my hair and then crawl over my face. That's my specific fear with jellyfish,
1: so now <laughs> that was a long story. How to am tell. I going to get? <laughs> signed up for this class.
0: I know. Now I just gave you something else <laughs> With this to be additional afraid? information.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure this year is going to be the year. I Did I hoping. just
0: ruin something again? Oh my
1: God. Shay ruined kayaking.
0: <laughs> also, I could ruin hot tubs for you just because, you know, tornadoes sometimes pick up sharks. It could deposit it in your hot tub no. while you have your eyes closed. <laughs> or your swimming pool. That's how a shark can end up in your hot tub. I've oh, thought no. about this as I lay in the hot tub and oh then I God. freak out <laughs> because I'm sure something's in the hot tub There's so many me.
1: tornadoes here. I know. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so no, dumb. I'm not going to okay. be able to make that class this year. I'm going to have to run. The, no, I'm you're going to do it. I'm going to pump you up for it. I'm going to yeah. pump you up for it. And they do start in a pool and I'm okay with that. It's when we get to the Puget Sound, that dark water. I just Yeah. That's terrifying to me. Well, we'll have to find
0: some actual statistics about how often people actually get hurt by the animals in the Puget Sound. And I'm sure it's very, very low. So maybe we Mm -hmm. can use facts and data.
1: Right. Uh, I I appreciate that. So that will probably
0: help me. Yes. Yes. So
1: I will be (laughs) signing up for that beginner kayaking class this summer.
0: And look. If you are going upside down in salt water, you don't have to worry about brain-eating amoebas going up your nose. It's just fresh water.
1: Yes. And actually, it's better to drown in salt water because saline is more – it's closer to – or the salt water is closer to your natural salinity in your
0: – So it's less painful? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's nice.
1: Well, uh, the way fluid shifts due to salt or sodium, can that's really dangerous. And you can drown later fresh water, like go home. But because of where the saline is and, or the, the sodium is, it's called, I can't remember what it's called. It's dry drowning or something. But basically your your lungs will later fill with fluid as the fluid seeks saline, this piece. But it's true. You want to try and drown in salt water. not. <laughs> you
0: want, okay. If you're going to try to drown this year, do it in salt Somewhere. water. Yes. And I mean, and in the Puget Sound, they always warn too, people go out when you know in june and get in the puget sound and they will drown because Mm -hmm. of the hyperthermia because it could be 85 degrees outside but the water is only 40 something
1: degrees well the top top portion is nice and warm and then Mm -hmm. there's like this and i even feel it in my little lake over here this mud puddle yeah you go deep enough and all of a sudden it's cold all of a sudden it's cold. yeah
0: definitely don't not
1: puget sound cold but put
0: your head in your lake out there Freshwater, right?
1: Yes, it is freshwater. You'll get a brain eating amoeba. There's probably there. tons of amoebas in there. Yeah. I'm the amount of children that survive that lake every year is <laughs> stunning to me.
0: Because <laughs> they'll drink it. You will not it. Those... see me doing more than putting my feet in that lake at any time. Yeah, yeah. This is why you get really good at paddle boarding so you don't fall in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only time I go in, I've had to save a dog and a couple kids. Okay. <laughs> I will go on that well, for that reason. Well, and your
0: story of the dog was trying to save the kid, but was pushing him down under yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. No, that was
1: the dog <laughs> trying to save the other dog by putting the dog underwater. The lab trying to save the cattle dog who can't swim.
0: Labs aren't the smartest. No. Sweetest. <laughs> sweetest, but not the smartest. The cattle dog's smart.
1: Except for she forgot she couldn't swim.
0: All right. So back to REI. Oh, REI. Okay. So now we're
1: on to excursions. I will be signing up for that kayaking class because we have actually done the excursion to include kayaking. We did that a couple of years ago. Uh, It was a kayaking, hiking, camping excursion with them. I highly recommend their excursions. They are, you know, expensive. Members do save money. Uh, We each saved $100. That was it for uh, instead of $1,400 a person, it was $1,300 a person. It is four nights, five days. We started in Roche Harbor and kayaked over to Stewart Island. And then we did a hike on Stewart Island. We camped on Stewart Island. And each day we went out in our, our kayak and went around to other islands, but came back to the same campsite. And you
0: had a tandem kayak, right?
1: Yes. Keith and I were together on the tandem which I highly recommend.
0: Yes. But, um, the
1: reason I, I do, do highly recommend their excursions is first of all, beginners. I was nervous. Like, am I going with a bunch of people who kayak all the time? I've only done it a few times. We're gonna be doing this all day. How hard is the hike? Like I'm a, I'm a hobby hiker. Um, are these some serious folks? But no, it's, it's all, all levels. And in fact. Sometimes I was kind of advanced, like it was it was pretty easy. So I would say, um, even as a beginner, it's a great way to get kick off any of these activities. Maybe if you haven't done them before, you're nervous about it, don't know what you're doing, don't know what you need. Fantastic way to get started. It is costly. I'm pretty sure we could have done a a week in Cancun at an all inclusive resort. <laughs> right. But that's not my style. No, it is. I just do both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you talk about this experience a lot. So yes. obviously, it was a good experience. It was a good that experience that was really memorable. So
1: they set you up with a list of things that you need to bring, to include the kind of quality and and what what it is that you're going to be using it for and why you need it. Uh, so mostly, all you need is your clothing and your uh, sorry, your uh, sleeping bag. They provided the tents. They provided the kayaks they provided all of the food we basically just brought some snacks and our water bottles they provided all of the itinerary they provided the guiding of you know the water guide so they did the navigating all of that all the planning in that sense you are well taken care of and ready to go and in need of nothing that is worth it on your first trip out when you're really trying to figure out what do i need what do i not need this sounds like i really need it but do i you don't want extra but you don't want to be missing sure, anything sure. so that was great. They provide, the food became where we went on Stewart Island. uh, There were multiple excursions happening there. And so the the guides at each site were competing over who was making the best food. We had the best charcuterie trays, (laughs) stews,
0: breakfast. I mean, it
1: was like gourmet every day as they all competed with the different excursions. One thing is That they planned three excursions to camp out at the same campground, Stewart Island. We were the last to arrive. So we were the last to pick our campsites, which were not ideal. Our first night, we were like on nothing was flat. So we were basically rolling on each other, there was nothing cleared. The next day, we found out that's because that's not actually a campsite. Oh, no. (laughs) The ranger said, you got to move your campsite. So where we ended up having to move, that was an actual campsite. They're very much on top of each other, like basically spike on spike next to somebody else, still on a cliff. Make sure when you open that door, you're not going to go too far because you'll fall off. Oh, God. Um, Not the best in that sense. but. I would say everything else about that trip was very high quality. Our guides were extremely knowledgeable, did a great job with gr- a group of people who were anywhere from very novice to very experienced. You have my husband, this would drive me nuts as a guide. This is a two-people tandem kayak, and there were times when you'd be like, would you row? And I'm like, no. We are so far away from our group. We're so far ahead. We do not need to go any faster. We can just hang out here until they get here. Can you imagine being in charge of people's safety and like, you're a mile away. Well, I got this other half of my group right here. How frustrating, but Keith's in a race. He's in a race everywhere we go.
0: Yeah. Everything's a competition. Everything's a
1: competition. In fact, by the last day, we're headed back to Roche Harbor and I was like tired and I'm like, I'm just not going to row. It doesn't matter anyway. Keith does all the work my rowing is puny compared to his (laughs) row. And we got to this spot where the water was rough. We're going from island to island. And I was like, okay, a little bit scared. Cause again, I don't want to be in the water. Yep. And so I thought, okay, best way to get through this is get through this. So I'm going to row hard. We're going to go, we start counting so that we're rowing in sync. And he's like, there you are. (laughs) Suddenly I was like, oh, I do matter. I do have (laughs) strength. I do pull some of this boat. (laughs) I had all morning made him do all the work. It was great. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the guides are great, the food is great, the equipment is great. At no no point was I worried about my kayak or the quality of my kayak or anybody else's for that matter. I was well prepared. My list was comprehensive. I didn't there was nothing I was needing wanting for. I I highly recommend it.
0: Sounds Um, like it was a great experience. It
1: was. And then so also they offer these excursions all over North America, uh, Alaska, Canada, uh, all the way to the Everglades, Arizona, Utah, Catalina Islands, just to name a few. And some are family oriented. So you can take your family. um, Some are singles oriented. Some are women oriented and some are just whoever. So anything you're kind of looking for in that realm. Even what kind of group you want to travel with is uh, they have it. So it's kind of exciting. They do range. Some of them are like $5,000. Just depends on uh, what you want to do and where you want to go. Some are, uh, they're multi-activity. So you could be doing cycling and kayaking and hiking and camping. So those get more expensive because more equipment involved. But yeah, they are definitely well worth it.
0: Sounds awesome. It
1: was awesome. I hope to do another one, but I can't decide where.
0: Well, not back where you were before.
1: No, although the San Juan Islands are beautiful. Nice, yeah. Highly recommend those to anyone who loves the Northwest and the outdoor. It's a, to me, going to Alaska was like the San Juan Islands on steroids. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Just a little bit colder.
1: Definitely colder. Yeah, most of the time. So <laughs> the last day when I was sunbathing. Exactly. <laughs> Here in Canada by then, though. So that's REI. That was awesome. Yes. That well, was You can really tell I love REI. Yeah. I'm passionate about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those companies that help make the Pacific Northwest what it what, what it is.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: because I think people think of the Pacific Northwest and people who are outdoorsy and they go hiking and camping and REI is a big part of that. Right. I mean, REI right. is whose outfits. Almost synonymous, right? Yes, exactly. The first thing
1: you think of when I need something outdoors, REI.
0: Yeah. Even, so I asked for Christmas, I wanted a, a snowshoe pack because I like to go snowshoeing during the winter and I don't have any way to carry my snowshoes except for just by hand. And so when I get on the shuttle bus up to Crystal Mountain, I just have to throw them in the underneath and then I'm having to carry them around and it's really awkward. So I asked for a snowshoe pack. Well, MSR makes one, but it's just not ideal for what I need it for because I want something I can strap my snowshoes to and then use as a backpack while I'm snowshoeing. But it needs you need a good backpack it's got to have good padded straps it's got to have a chest strap it's got to have a hydration bladder container and pocket mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he got me this one. It's not going to work. And he's like, well, let's just go to REI. I mean, that's always the first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if we need a specific thing, we'll go to REI. We'll tell them exactly what my needs are. I right. want something that's a lightweight backpack that I can strap snowshoes to. You know, for a, just a day trip, I'm out there for a couple hours. I don't need a 50 liter backpack. Right, right. So I just need something I can put my hydration bladder in, you know, change of clothes, some snacks, and that's it. Yeah, that's always the first thing go-to for any outdoor sport rei even cycling shoes i always tell people they're very expensive there you're gonna pay between 100 and 300 for a pair of cycling shoes you can go to rei try them on get fitted and then you can go find like last year's model on clearance online somewhere sometimes online even means rei (laughs) they'll just be blowing something out so you can get a pair of shoes for 60 bucks 80 bucks instead so yeah REI and do awesome. last
1: forever. I mean, I've had mm-hmm. one pair of cycling shoes and a lot of miles on them. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years worth of miles on them.
0: And my mom is in love with her bike from REI. Yeah. She just loves it so much. I was glad we went there. We did a lot of shopping for bikes for her. We were looking at stuff that was used. And finally, Rich was just like, go to REI. Yeah. Just they'll take care of her. She has customer service there you know, they'll stand behind their product and she loves her bike so much. So I'm really happy we went to REI for that. This has been a commercial for REI. Yes, for
1: sure. (laughs) Unpaid promotion. (laughs) Unpaid promotion. I mean, I did say, you know, you could get things cheaper elsewhere or some products are a little bit better, but for the overall, you can't, REI is your expert Your source of truth for outdoor uh, activities. And um, I'm glad you mentioned snowshoeing. I can't wait to go. I've never gone. I
0: can't believe it's another outdoor on. activity I get to try. Yes, we're going next weekend. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, thank you, Jody. This was awesome. Yes, really thank you. It.
1: I love REI, so thank you for uh, loving this it topic as much as I did and being engaged. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. So, everyone out there, if you have other Pacific Northwest companies that you want us to dive into the history of, you can email Jody at jodyg. I posted it there again. You G <laughs> G-O-D-Y, no, it's J O D Y at Rainyday com, Or you can email Shay at
1: S H E A at Rainy Day And
0: you can also find us on Instagram at Rainy Day Rabbit Holes Pod. You can find us on Facebook. We have a website that we will start hopefully putting our resources on, our sources on here pretty soon. And that's just rainydayrabbitholes.com. So please like and subscribe on wherever you get these. If you're on Apple Music um, or Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave us a five-star review that helps other people find the show.
1: Yes. We need your help to get the word out.
0: Yes. Tell a friend. Tell your family.
1: Uh, Remember, it's every Wednesday that a new episode comes out. I hear a lot of times, oh, I didn't know we had more episodes. So help us by uh, setting the subscribe button on your uh, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. um, And just remembering that they are on Wednesdays, getting the word out to your friends and family that we do this and writing us a review. All those things will help us keep going on this mission.
0: Yeah, And you can also listen to our episodes on YouTube. So if you go to the Rainy Day Rabbit Holes YouTube channel and select podcasts, all of the episodes should be there and it updates it every week with the new one. So if that's how you like to listen to your music, like my husband, it's very weird. Like I have a Spotify account you could use. He's like, no, I like doing it this way. It's like, okay, you do you, buddy. (laughs) So if you're my husband. (laughs) you sure he's not a 75 years old? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Maybe baby Boomer. That's what I was looking at. (laughs) Boomer. He's supposed to be Gen X.
0: I know. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. And we'll see you next week. Yep. See See you down the rabbit hole. hole. Let's
1: Let's go down
0: (laughs) every time like I've never done it before. (laughs) It's the first time for everything.